midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me, as always, is Matt Hartgrove. Hello. I'm taking Logan's role, too. Yeah, I can say that, too, as always, because I think you've only missed one uh, when you were on vacation or something with your family or something. And Logan has now missed like three or four this year, so definitely have to have a talk with him. Uh, about that and uh the reason he gave us in his text was he was upset city didn't clinch the title this week so we were uh he, he didn't want to show was, his face i was worried about <laughs> that you know i was i was hoping he wasn't too sad <laughs> uh no he's actually just busy but uh yeah it uh what a coincidence right it comes right when they could have clinched it yeah he didn't say anything he just kind of uh waited till today to drop drop the uh Surprise like an us. hour before we're supposed to record. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I guess we're well, not important. We're just Logan, flying solo this time. Uh, <laughs> Logan, I hope you're having fun wherever you are. Yes, uh, where, wherever you may be doing, we hope all is well. Um, too bad you can't bask in the glory of the win this week. But it delays the inevitable. Right. Uh, I mean, we're at a 10 point difference with Man United having four games left. If City were to lose their last three games and United win all four, they would be champions. So there's a shot, right? There's a chance. But uh, mathematically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like that's that's kind of the, uh, the point I was making yesterday with it, where like in terms of Liverpool, I feel like everything has gone a good way for them in terms of games because I, I like to think United have a reason to play Tuesday. I mean, they also have a reason to play Thursday if they win, but yeah. I'm not worried about that yet. <laughs> yeah. They have a reason, right? They, they can theoretically win the league, but would you, uh, will they? How, Probably not. I was going to but... say, I was like, what, what would you do? Like if you're a United fan, would you be mad if they sent out like a team of second stringers and like youth? Yeah, Probably. Because mathematically, we're not out of it yet. And two, you can do that once you like are mathematically eliminated and save it for the Euro Europa League final. Um, for me, there's no reason to rest. It's not like they have any other games coming up except for that Europa League. Uh, yeah, and, and they should. And the fans will probably protest the Liverpool game. So, like, what if they just, what if they just constantly keep protesting? It keeps delaying. So we can never crown City champions because then City <laughs> keeps going on this streak of like losing, 
And then United keep getting postponed, and we're like, I don't know. We don't know if it's ever going to (laughs) end. Is there a game at... Yeah, I was actually wondering that. um, Yeah, it's at United tomorrow. Because everybody keeps talking only about protesting the Liverpool game again. And I was like, you know what? As a Liverpool fan, I'm all for it. (laughs) Give Liverpool three now. Yeah, they play Leicester tomorrow on Tuesday the 11th at 1 o'clock at Old Trafford. Uh, And then we also have some other games that we'll talk about. There, Harry Maguire is going to be out. He's, uh, that's some news here. He's actually out. He's expected to miss the rest of the season, um, but he might return for the Europa League final. We'll see. But he might miss the rest of the Premier League season with his ankle injury. So I didn't know that. I didn't know he got hurt. Yeah, he uh, got subbed out in their game against uh, Aston Villa on Sunday. So, hmm. picked up a little ankle injury there, I guess. Uh, let's talk. Let's start off with. I think. Look, the relegation battle's done. That that ended officially. today. <laughs> that ended officially <laughs> today. So. Uh, we don't have much to say about that, but I will say we were all right when we called it like a mu- three months ago, saying that these are the three teams that were going down. <laughs> so yeah, the um, some of the stats down. I've seen about it are crazy. None of the none of the three relegated teams ever went above seventeenth place. Wow. So they they weren't. It wasn't much of a, a guessing game, really. <laughs> No, I do have to give props to Burnley because they got all the way up to 14th while they were down there for a bit. So uh, they were they were lower. They were like right above Fulham at a point. Um, so congrats on Burnley getting all the way up to 14th so far. Uh, Southampton is now in 17th. That's kind of... Did, did you actually see that? Someone posted like... Uh, or I saw maybe on... I can't remember if it was Reddit or Twitter, but um, if you take... If you take the results from like January 10th or something, Southampton is in last with eight points. Mm. I mean, yeah, in their last five, they only have one win and three losses, one draw. And Arsenal's Arsenal's top four in that time. As hard wow. as that is to believe, they really turned it on around Christmas time, though. They really did. Yeah. They really did. And and uh, I want to mention here, too, Fulham had turned it on for a bit, but then they have lost four of their last five with one draw. So they've gone a long time without a win here, at least. Uh, I mean, I haven't checked it, but it, it was at least before April 4th, because that's as far as the five games go. So if we're looking at their last win... It actually goes all the way back to March 7th against Liverpool. I was going to say, last time Fulham won a game. (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool really struggled against it. You know what? I I think, um, because we'll get to it, the announcers on the Liverpool game said that if you tip their results against the bottom seven teams or something, the only team they've actually beat was Sheffield. (laughs) They haven't beat any of the other ones until they beat Southampton. That is crazy. So let's start with Leicester. They were once in second place. They are now in fourth. Yeah. Chelsea has overtaken them uh, by a point. They have... uh, You have a layup here. You're like, all right, we got Newcastle next, right? Newcastle takes a 3-0 lead. 2-0 at halftime. 
3-0, 4-0 lead at, by the 73rd minute. And you get two goals in the 80th and 87th minute by uh, Albrighton and Ian Nacho to make it 4-2. A little bit of a comeback here. But ultimately not enough. And uh, they're starting to struggle a bit. They have two wins, two losses, and one draw in their last uh, four, uh, five matches. They play United tomorrow. They play Chelsea, I think, after that. Is it the next week or the weekend? Yeah. Well, they play Chelsea in the FA Cup final, and then they play Chelsea again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot FA Cup uh, finals. Right around the corner here. Yeah, and then they play Chelsea on next Tuesday, the 18th. So, a little bit of a gauntlet. Though, you know what? I, if I'm a Leicester fan, and I want to pitch this to you, Matt, FA Cup or top four? What's more important? Top four. Mm, I disagree. I, 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 I really? always take the trophy. Because I feel like the trophy is something the fans can kind of get behind and be like, remember that time we won the FA Cup against Chelsea? And, like, that's a memory they made, you know? Maybe. You're never going to be like, oh, remember when we clinched top four uh, for right. the next year and we didn't even get a chance to win it? We got knocked out in the group stage? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like getting champion, I mean, yeah, the trophy. I mean, it would be great. I know Tottenham probably feels the same way about the Carabao Cup after they lost. I just feel like, I, I do feel like there could be a bad domino effect for them if they were to... It, it'd be the manner of losing top four mm-hmm. again. You yeah, know, two if, years if in a row. Two years in a row where they kind of just fell out. And honestly, like, I think we were even talking about it. Like, it felt more like initially, like, it was a battle with Chelsea and, you know, West Ham, Liverpool and such. But now it's like Leicester are in such a bad position because if they don't win tomorrow, it, it looks so difficult because that Chelsea-Leicester game is actually going to be very important. Mm-hmm. It, and it, well, I mean, Chelsea play Arsenal before it too. So, like, if Chelsea and well, let's say Chelsea and Leicester, neither of those two teams win their game, then their game against each other in the in the league could actually be depending on which one makes Champions League because there's a chance neither of them do. Or, mm-hmm. Well, not neither, but there's a chance that one of them misses out. Like Chelsea, still technically, if they lose the rest of their games and you know Liverpool or West Ham, you know, sweep and Chelsea lose the the final. Um, and similar to Leicester, like this game, these games are so huge to these teams. And I, I do think if I, I, this is just my own like prediction. If they don't make top four, I, I actually think Brendan Rodgers is a Tottenham coach next year. I know that sounds weird, but yeah, I, I, the only I reason think, I think it sounds weird is because if I'm Tottenham Brendan Rodgers, I'm not touching Tottenham. <laughs> I, I just think it has to do with money. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but I, I just think. I do think, in a sense, Tottenham probably have him very high up on their list. Um, I'm sure – I bet, like, Scott Parker's probably on it too, which I don't really understand because I don't think he did anything crazy with Fulham, but obviously it would be a no, promotion no, for yeah. him. Um, but I, I, I feel like he's probably one of their top choices, and it would almost be like I – I know the owners probably love Brendan Rodgers and stuff, but he might look at it as, like, two years in a row, like I, you know, didn't get enough or like, you know, I didn't have enough squad depth or something or didn't have enough funds to maybe bring in squad depth. Um, and I just couldn't get it done again. And then Tottenham rolls in and says, Hey, okay, we'll double your salary and give you this big, nice transfer budget because we're technically like a bigger team. Um, I, I feel like he would take it. 
I, I just do. Um, yeah. Can we talk about Tottenham being a bigger team than Leicester? Because I, I don't... I'm talking financially. I know. Uh, I, I just don't buy it Like when people call them part of the big six. I get like money-wise, maybe. History-wise, maybe. But well, at this point... Tottenham's never won a Premier League. Leicester has. Leicester's been one of the only teams to break that <laughs> break that mold. And if they do win like a FA Cup this year, then that's another trophy that Tottenham haven't won in a million years. That I like if I'm a player overseas and if I'm a kid growing up nowadays, I feel like Leicester's a bigger name, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you think that uh, by now? Yeah, I mean I, I do think they're a bigger name. I do think I in terms of recent success, they're definitely a bigger name, but it I feel like when we get to the term big six, I unfortunately I do think it involves more so around money and location and Tottenham being in London and the stadium they have and the funds they could probably put toward a player. I just think makes them the bigger of the, of the team in terms of name still. Um, Cause honestly, I mean, I'm with you. I'd think I'd rather if I'm a player go to Leicester cause they clearly have more consistent success. Yeah. Um, but so I feel like there's so much that involves with money. And I feel like if a player is picking and he's like, well, I don't really, you know, if it comes to success, like one team's probably in Europa, the others in champions, or if they're both in Europa, I feel like Tottenham offer me more money. I'd probably go there. Um, Cause I mean, I'm more of a greedy person, I guess. I always, I probably pick money if it's a very even playing field. Um, I don't know. Like it, it is hard. I don't know how Leicester fans are looking at it. I guess I look at top four, I just, with everything that happened last year, I just feel like you don't want to go down that path and go like, crap, we blew it again. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel like top four would be such a big deal because you get into Champions League and that that is a bigger budget and you can bring in more players. And I think that definitely, that keeps Brendan Rodgers from any kind of, you know, he might not leave even if they don't, but like, I feel like if you get Champions League, that temptation that he might have doesn't really exist as much because he knows he's got Champions League. Um, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of domino effects. I actually, even though the season is, is pretty much over, it is kind of interesting, because I think by Thursday around 5 p.m., um, when the Liverpool-United game ends, it's going to, we could end up having like a very, very tight battle up there at the top. Yeah, I think Leicester's going to make it. I mean, I think their biggest threat is Liverpool. Uh, West Ham is, I think, just just falling uh, at this point. They just don't have the depth. So while they were a great story the whole season, they're really starting to falter now. This is still a great result for them if they finish fifth or sixth on a season like this. You know, that would be fantastic for them. But, you know, I think they would always, I think the fans might always think what could have been. If they yeah, could have seen that out. Are. Yeah. I tell myself that all the time about the 2014 <laughs> Orioles. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and move on from these two teams. But yeah, Leicester, Newcastle kind of turned it on near the end of half of the year. They've been able to escape relegation and they've been they've been pretty good. Leeds beat Tottenham 3-1. Uh, Stuart Dallas took a lead 13 minutes in. Then uh, Sun scored in the 25th. Bamford in the 42nd and Rodrigo in the 84th to make it 3-1. So Tottenham still in that 7th place spot after firing Jose, who is now already on his feet. He's back. Uh, he's going to Roma next year. That's such a weird... <laughs> so weird. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. We'll see how it goes. Brian Reynolds of the USA is over there, and uh, I doubt he'll get as much playing time now just because he was kind of like a youngster that got signed over there, and he usually doesn't play youngsters typically. So I'm I'm thinking that's not a great move for Brian Reynolds uh, over there now, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, let's see. Next up was Crystal Palace versus Sheffield. Christian Benteke scores two minutes in, and then Ize scores in the 88th minute, assisted by none other than Gary Cahill <laughs> to make it 2-0 over Sheffield United. Uh, Manchester City versus Chelsea. Raheem Sterling scores 44 minutes in to make it 1-0. 45 plus 3, Aguero steps up. Does a Pananka, <laughs> Pananka and uh, hits it right at Mendy, who doesn't have to move. Makes it a missed penalty. So it's still 1-0. Then Zayek scores 63 minutes in. And Marcus Alonso scores in the 90-plus-2, assisted by Timo Werner, to give Chelsea a 2-1 victory and a all-but-ensure that Manchester City will win the Champions League final against them now. And uh, delays Manchester City from clinching the title on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Manchester United will delay that as well. But before we get there, uh, any thoughts here about Manchester City and Chelsea? Uh, Chelsea ended up with more possession, less shots, less expected goals, and ends up winning the game. Yeah. It was a a fun game to watch. I, I... I'm sorry that Aguero penalty was one of the dumbest. I I I understand like if it works, it probably looks really cool on highlight reels. But the fact that anyone yeah. does that penalty, I think is one of the dumbest. It's like ballsy. Yeah, uh, because if it doesn't work like this, you look like an idiot. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, it, it only works if the goalkeeper is like incredibly committed to going to like mm-hmm. one of the sides. But you saw Mindy; he kind of was. I almost looked like he didn't even expect. He was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just." You just handed me this. You could have just kicked it up to my legs and like let me pick it up. Right. Um, I don't know, it was, it was bad. I don't think it really. I don't think it's going to matter anything in regards to the Champions League final. Um, no, yeah, I, really I joke because Tuchel has not lost to Pep, so it's. Uh, <laughs> it seems like that means that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I I just think um I think. In a way, it, it's such an interesting result because. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like hard. I guess not. Maybe not as interesting as I might think it is. I just, in regards to like a team, you know, being a Liverpool fan, I actually think Chelsea winning was the better move because it gave United more to play for, um, which could still bite them in the end because they'll still technically have possible stuff to play for when they play on Thursday. But um, I don't know. It was just again, it was, even even then, it was still a weird game. Like. City, I don't know, like, City, they look good, but then they also sometimes look, they look even worse than they did, like, last year. Um, I don't know if it's because they don't have a goal scorer. Like, they don't, they don't look confident in their ability to score a goal, like, at all. Um, so, I, it could be interesting. I mean, the, the, I, I don't think either team should, like, think too much about it, but I'm sure Aguero's... I feel like psyche wise, I would be my psyche would be gone after that. I was I was 
just shocked that he tried that. That was I, I'm not shocked that I'm shocked Pep didn't come out and be like, yeah, he's an idiot for doing that. He's already gone next year, so why not? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he's uh, look, he's just trying to have fun right now. He's he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's like, like I, let me just practice my my panenka there. I mean, imagine if there were fans there. Like the fans would have just. I, I mean, I know City doesn't get like a lot of fans. Sorry, Logan. Um, yeah, that's probably why they're doing so well this year. They've got no fans. To... They have a lot of fans in other countries. Not a lot of fans in Manchester, right? It'll be interesting because when fans come back, I actually would like to see how some teams perform. Because United are close to having a perfect away season, um, not losing any away games. And I'm like, you know, all these games you keep coming back from, you wouldn't do that if there were fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it was a fun game to watch, but also like. It just it felt like it it was slightly irrelevant, more so to City. It just was, yeah. You know, it's big to Chelsea because they want to win, and you know, I I they gotta get in top four. Was yeah, so they'll use it. I think Chelsea will use it for something, but I just don't think it's gonna. If any fan goes like, yeah, now that we beat them, we're we know exactly what to do for the Champions League final. No, nah, it's, it's gonna be different. Those are my it's least favorite kind of fans. They always act like a game like this means something, and it's like. No, Pep's probably going to throw some other curveball mm-hmm. at you that he didn't do. So It can mean a lot to the confidence, though. You know, the confidence of the team where they can say, all right, well, we just went in, uh, you know, we just we just played them, and we won Yeah, away from home. So they think, you know, the players might have that belief that, okay, next time we see them, we're going we're gonna to do it again. And we're going to win the, Euro- you know, the European uh, UEFA Champions League. But uh, that's not how it always goes. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. Uh, Liverpool won 2-0 with Sadio Mane and Alcantara Thiago uh, scoring Woo. to make it 2-0 over uh, one of the worst teams in the league right now, Southampton. That's who you said was at the bottom, right? If they started yeah. <laughs> January 10th, is that right? Yeah, by like seven there you points. Go. Well, you know what? You, they came at the right time for you, so you were able to yeah. continue that. Uh, anything that sticks out to you about Liverpool here? They are six points behind Leicester for fourth. They have a game in hand, so you're really three points behind if you can get that win against United. But it is against yeah. the second place team, so that, I mean that's uh, yeah. I I feel like they're destined for fifth. I it'd be awesome if they. I will say this: if they beat United, then my thoughts on how much hope I have for them to make top four will be sky high. Cause it, as long as Lester, if Le- even if Lester wins, Liverpool will still just need them to drop one of their games, either against Chelsea or Tottenham. And then Liverpool have to win theirs, which are against like West Brom, um, Crystal Palace. And they face Burnley. I know Burnley is probably the toughest matchup I think out of that, but none of those teams have anything to play for anymore. Um, because they're either safe or relegated. Uh, so, nothing else, though. I mean, just tons of injuries. They had 10 people out. <laughs> Sky High. That's a pretty good underrated Disney film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go Fun ahead and <laughs> talk Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, 2 over Brighton 1. Lewis Dunk scores a goal 13 minutes in, and then he's like, "Oh, I did too well there. I'm going to get a red card 40 minutes later. And he does. And then uh, Traore scores to make it 1-1. And then in the 90th minute, Gibbs White scores to make it 2-1 to Wolves. And then Malpe is like, let me go join Lewis Dunk. 
and get a yeah. second red, get our even. team a second red card. Uh, so both Dunk and Malpe are going to be out for the next game as they don't have many left. The good thing is the relegation battle's over, so bright and safe in that regard. Um, because they were 16, so they don't have to worry about getting roped into that. Feels like there's but, been a lot of red cards recently. Yeah, definitely. It's been one of those seasons, second half of the seasons, for sure. Especially like teams like I feel like Brighton, Southampton. I feel like Southampton have had tons Southampton, of them. Tons of them. Yeah, Newcastle had had one recently. I think against Southampton, it was usually uh, yeah one of those uh, bottom teams are getting red cards. Uh, Aston Villa versus Manchester United. Villa took a 1-0 lead 24 minutes in through Traore. Then Bruno Fernandes, of course, gets a penalty. He converts it. Make it 1-1. Mason Greenwood scores a non-penalty. Makes it 2-1. And then Edison Cavani, who just re-upped with them for another year, makes it 3-1. And Ollie Watkins gets a red card for Aston Villa. So, there you go. Another red they really fell, Villa. They like they they tanked. They they think they, that there's draft picks here because they went from in the top four to eleventh uh, pretty quickly here. Yeah, I don't know what happened with them. They like I feel like they did what we expected West Ham to do eventually. Yeah, like because I, I feel like Villa I feel like everybody figured, thought Aston Villa was a better team. Right. Yeah, I think it, it's got to be the Jack Grealish thing. They must have. He must have like his injury has just decimated them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was the heart of the team. So the Manchester United Zebras win three to one. And West Ham, speaking of, they lose to Everton one nil due to Calvert Lewin scoring a goal. Uh first time in a few weeks, I feel like. Um makes it one nil in the twenty fourth minute, and that's how that match finished. Everton with thirty one percent of the possession, West Ham with sixty nine. Everton, though, finished with a 1.53 expected goals, which was higher than West Ham. So West Ham created more shots. They had more possession, but just weren't getting the chances they needed to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Arsenal beat West Brom 3-1. Willian scores his first goal for Arsenal. As his famous quote said, he signed a three-year deal to qualify for the Champions League and then win it. Uh, not happening this year. You might have to wait for years two and three for that. Uh, <laughs> Burnley beats Fulham today to make it 2-0 Burnley. Westwood and Wood scoring to send Scott Parker's Fulham down to the championship to continue their yo-yo career where they go up and down, up and down. That's what we got. So Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, relegated. We already know of two of the teams coming back up, right? That's Norwich and uh, Watford. Watford, yeah. We talked about it last week. And then um, first place, Manchester City. They're up 10 points. United in second. Chelsea in third. Leicester in fourth. West Ham in fifth. Liverpool in sixth. Then Spurs, Everton, Arsenal. Leeds, Villa, Wolves, Palace, Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Southampton, then the relegated relegated teams. Let's take a quick look at what is coming up tomorrow, May 11th. Manchester United versus Leicester at 1 o'clock. Southampton versus Crystal Palace at 315. 
On Wednesday, Chelsea versus Arsenal at 3.15. Thursday, Aston Villa versus Everton at 1 o'clock. Then Manchester United versus Liverpool at 3.15. Friday, Newcastle United versus Manchester City. Then on Saturday, Burnley leads at 7.30. Southampton, Fulham at 10. Brighton versus West Ham at 3. And on Sunday, we got Crystal Palace and Villa at 7. Uh, Tottenham versus Wolves at 9.05. West Brom versus Liverpool at 11.30. Everton versus Sheffield at 2 o'clock. And that is what is coming ahead in the Premier League. Let's go quickly over to the Champions League and Europa League where we can quickly talk about what happened in those second matches as... Chelsea win 2-0. Pulisic helps come in and uh, get an equalizer that surely sent Chelsea through. And Manchester City beat PSG 2-0 in a rather uneventful tie, right? Uh, Those two matches were not fantastic from PSG. And uh, Chelsea move on from Madrid, and it's going to be an all-English final, Man City versus Chelsea on Saturday, May 29th. I'm not rooting for either team. Really hope Pep doesn't win a Champions League, so. (laughs) That's a good point. I'm never going to Chelsea. Screw you, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) See what happens when you're not here? Uh, And... Uh, let me tell you, this Roma-Manchester United series was pretty good. You got Manchester United wins 6-2, and then Roma wins 3-2. So it finishes 8-5 on aggregate, which is just insane. And Villarreal beat Arsenal 2-1 in the first leg and drew 0-0 in the second. So it's Villarreal versus Manchester United in the Europa League final. That is on Wednesday, May 26th. So we're about uh, two weeks away. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think United end up winning that. Probably. I would agree with that. So if if so, then the EPL dominates Europe. Uh, we were kind of wondering, what, at the beginning of the year, if, or even last year, when, when all the teams kind of went out early, what does this mean for the EPL when we were kind of covering that August tournament? And I think what it means is that this thing just fluctuates so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, so hard, it was... you know, like you get all these people talking about it on like English talk radio and stuff. And it's like, it's just too hard to figure out. Right. It, it's just some teams are good that year and some teams are not. And I don't think it says much about the leagues at all, really. No, I think, I think the fact that England though, tends to be one of the only leagues that gets multiple teams toward, you know, semifinals consistently nowadays i think is definitely something that should be kind of you know made aware of i feel like when there's ever a semi or even quarterfinals it feels like it's mostly the english teams and then you get like psg and you get real madrid or barcelona you get usually juventus like you get kind of that tossed in there um you know you get bayern munich and then but i mean the fact that of the semi-finalists majority of them were England teams definitely is a big deal. Um, I think to an extent, I think it shows that England might have at least more competitive rosters or competitive teams. Um, 
but you know next year it, it, i think getting to the final is it's just like playoffs and all of the american sports it's who gets hot at the right time you know it doesn't matter if you're the best team in your league at one point if you get hot at the right time like chelsea hired thomas tuchel at the right time and you know they started yeah. catching fire and i don't think if lampard stays i don't think they're anywhere near where they're at right now they're probably no. battle they're so it's it's just a matter of finding the right person getting hot at the right time and and that's how you win it. But I do think England still tends to have a bit of an advantage. I, I do think their teams are better. I think when we talk about Tuchel and Lampard and such, you know, people always give Chelsea a hard time for firing their manager so quick. But when you look at the results of what happens when they do, it works, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Andre Villas-Boas was awful. They fire him and they put Roberto Di Matteo uh, as an interim manager and they win the Champions League when they almost didn't qualify for the for the knockout stage. And then, uh, you know, this year with Lampard and uh, they're struggling there. And yes, he's a club legend. But there's times where you have to draw the line. I mean, look, everybody was giving Wayne Rooney all these props for Derby County and they could be relegated from the championship this year. Yeah, I saw that. So that's that's a little worrisome if you're a Derby County fan. Uh, and uh, th- this this Juve struggling with Pirlo. There's this common tre- uh, trend right now of hiring these managers with no experience or very little first-team experience and it failing. And, you know, Arteta, you know, yes, he's been a little hotter now, right? But... That's not where Arsenal thought they were going to be after how good they finished the season last year and won the FA Cup. You know, they're thinking, all right, we're going to move forward. And then they almost are in relegation battle, and then they get out of that and get all the way up to, like, ninth. But, you know, so I guess jury's still out on Arteta right now. But he hasn't really lit the world on fire. And then you have the Lampard struggles, Wayne Rooney struggle right now, Pirlo struggling. It's like all these managers that get hired on right out of you know playing days and it it's tough it's tough to adjust to it kind of makes uh steven gerrard look like he's he's doing it probably the better way he's not with some i mean i know rangers are big over in uh scotland but like he's they're big but they're not they're the level of play is not too daunting for him yeah, so he's kind of learning to take learn the next you go, step yeah. up instead of, you know, Pirlo just goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the, the under-18 coaching. Um, oh, but you want me to coach the, the main team? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I've never coached before. Um, <laughs> I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing, but I'll do it. Like, I think I, I, it is showing that just because they're a historic great player, it really doesn't mean a whole lot once it comes to coaching. That's a completely different mindset. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know too much with Derby County, but I did see like, they haven't, even if they don't get relegated, it's not like they, he saved them. Cause I saw no, they were just in the playoffs, uh, last year, right. Or at least two years ago with Frank. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that's a big fall. That is a huge fall in this short time. And, uh, you know, that's the thing it's and what we learn here as we start watching these leagues more and following it more is how hard it is to get out of league one to get to the championship at times 
Like yeah. Sunderland, who, who fell all the way down there, and it took them a while to get up. I know there was a time where Leeds took a bit to get up, and it took Preston North End a bit to get up. And it's these type of things where you're like constantly looking like, man, this this team fell all the way down, and they're trying to get – I think Bolton went way down. And where are Bolton now? Are they – did they win – League One, or they get promoted to League, League One. I thought I thought they were still in League One. I don't. I didn't think they got promoted or anything though. I'm I'm checking now. So let's go ahead and check League One and League Two and the Championship. I always uh, know Bolton as one of the uh, one of the main teams that was in the Premier League when I started watching. Yeah, yeah. So they're in League Two, and they got they just made promotion back to League One. Jeez. And that's like. That's that's rough because they were, as you said, in the Premier League less than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was br- they almost got out of wiped out of existence, actually. So they should be happy they're around. But dang. Have something like that. Uh, yeah, just just it's so hard to get out of this League One. Sunderland, who've been in League One for a bit now, they're in fourth place. In League One, they're in the playoff spots, you know. So it's it's they're getting there. Hull City's all the way down there as well. So it's Blackpool. Blackpool used to be in the in the Premier League when I was watching. <laughs> I think they were too. I think I feel you know like who else. Were... You know who really was, and this is before you were watching. I think, but uh, Portsmouth. I've heard. I've heard Portsmouth. Portsmouth was in like an FA Cup final against Michael Ballack and Chelsea, and they did this. Uh, it was a Boateng who did this rough tackle on Ballack that knocked him out of the 2010 World Cup. Um, and now they're all the way down in League One. So it, it's so tough when you fall all the way down there and you're trying to get back up. And Wigan are all the way down there. <laughs> I mean, I think it shows how impressive. I think to an extent it shows how impressive. I know it's not League One, League Two, but. Norwich and Watford coming right back up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like they didn't miss a beat. And and their teams aren't exactly like – when you look at the standings, like they, they dominated. Like they had mm-hmm. the best defenses. And it, it's pretty much – it's almost not even close. They are one of only – they're two of only three teams who gave up less than 40 goals, the third one being Swansea, who are also in the playoffs. But, I mean – that that's impressive. Like it's it's you get down to these leagues where you have twenty forty six games. Like that's that's a lot. That is a lot. Premier League teams. Like I, I'm watching Liverpool and they look like they're just some of their players look like they've never had a day of rest. Like when you mm-hmm. hit like the sixty seventieth minute, because you imagine another eight games on top of that, especially in a year like this. And they like, played in the is, same time frame. Yeah, like that's. That's not like lot. they start way ahead of time or anything. They start like maybe a week before the Premier League, and they like, yeah, they have to play more games in the different cups because they they don't get qualified in as far as the other teams do. So to get yeah. to like the third yep. round, they have to play. They do have to play rounds one and two and, and such. Um, so yeah, I think it's it definitely Derby. Better hope. I, I did read though that it's, it's highly unlikely they end up getting relegated because apparently they don't tend to do point deductions if it relegates you very often, it sounds like Macclesfield who had it happen to them. I think it was last year. They basically had two straight years where they got punished and they were like, okay, you're going to eventually have to take these point deductions and you're doing it now. Mm, Sheffield um, Wednesday took a point deduction and they're relegated because of it. I would say, I think there's, was it at the beginning of the year? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it sounds like if anything, Derby will just get it at the start of the year, but that's, that's they're only one I'd... point there, forty-four points to Wickham's forty-three, Rotherham's forty-two, and they got two games left. Yeah. I actually think uh I was kind of keeping track of it a little bit on Saturday because I, I did realize it was the last day. I did I wasn't I was out, so I didn't see any of the games, but I was like, okay, this is always kind of interesting watching teams at the very end. But I think Barnsley getting into fifth place is huge. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Because eight goal differential, eight goal differential, <laughs> and they're in uh, the playoff spot, which is the lowest of the goal differentials in the playoff spots. Well, I think it's huge because it. I I personally believe if Brentford and Bournemouth played Swansea and Barnsley over two legs, I think you would see a Brentford Bournemouth final because they they in terms of talent have more than the other teams, mm-hmm. and you can even see a, an offensively and for the most part, defensively. Swansea has a really great defense, but the worst uh, attack. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting because I think for Swansea and Barnsley to make the Premier League, they need to have just a one-off game against one of the better teams. Um, I, I kind of consider that goals for, really, because I feel like the more you score in the championship, usually the better squad you are. Um, but, you know, I, they could do it. I actually think I would rather see them. I think they could do it more so if they get a one-off game against a Brentford or Bournemouth than if they had to play one of those two teams over two legs. Um, Because I think one-offs are a lot easier for teams that are kind of like underdogs. They have to face Swansea. So this is how it plays out. The season's over. Monday, May 17th, we get Bournemouth versus Brentford at 1 o'clock and Barnsley versus Swansea at 3.15. Then on Saturday, the 22nd, we get Brentford versus AFC Bournemouth at 7.30 a.m. And then at 12.30, we get Swansea versus Barnsley, this time at Swansea. Then on Saturday, May 29th, that date sound familiar? Same date as the Champions League final. <laughs> but at 10 a.m., we get the winner of Bournemouth versus Brentford facing off against the winner of Swansea and Barnsley. And, of course, I'll be rooting for Barnsley. Daryl DK is there on loan from Orlando City. They extended his loan for this playoff uh, here. So he's part of the reason why they got in there. they win it, he'll be extending that loan a little bit longer, I bet. I don't know. I think his cost is going to be a little too high for for Barnsley. They're talking 20 to 30 million. Oh, that is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I do hope it is Brentford versus Barnsley, strictly because I just I, I like to see new teams coming up. Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth, eh, we just saw you. And you have a kind of a clip art logo there with the guy heading the ball. And then we get Swansea. They're always up there. So, <laughs> uh, Real quick, before we head out, just want to talk some Juventus here because they're in fifth place of the Serie A. And we talked about Inter Milan winning the title last week. But Juve is now being threatened with expulsion from Serie A. And if you haven't been paying attention, you might be like, why? Well, one... It all goes back to that Super League that happened about three weeks ago and lasted for about 24 hours. Um, the, Why are they still in it? Sorry. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Juve, Barca, and Madrid are still in it. So they are being threatened by... Well, Juventus is being threatened by FIGC. I think this is like the head of Italian... 
Yeah, I was just saying, I was like, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Uh, Gabrielle Gravina has warned that their Italian league participation will be taken away unless an agreement can be met between Juve and the governing bodies. Uh, So... If they do not withdraw next year, they will be before the start of next year or whatever. They will be relegated from Syria. It's so stupid. I don't. Uh, I yeah. I almost felt like those th- those three teams would be the biggest problem children of everything yep. that just happened because I feel like between Real and Barcelona's financial problems and Juventus's president being like, we need big teams playing big games, and then it's like, oh well, you just lost to. Uh, 17th place in Serie A pretty handedly, and you guys are actually probably playing worse than any of the other teams that were in the Super League. I'd probably put them on an Arsenal level right now um, if they were in the Premier League. Um, but it, it makes no sense. There's no reason to still be... There's no reason. It's, it's a lost cause. <laughs> You're just hurting yourself. Yeah. It, it's just... I don't get it. Um... Quick trip over to Barcelona, who are still a part of this. They're not sure about keeping Ronald Koeman, apparently. That's a shocker. Uh, eight hours ago, that says. Sounds like Messi's probably going to stay, so it doesn't sound like we have to worry about Messi watch this year. And, uh, yeah, uh, Neymar signs a deal with PSG through 2025, so don't have to be on Neymar watch either. I think the only one, I think the only big moves I, I think that are going to happen is that Halan will leave. I think Dortmund are uh, sadly going to get kind of ripped to shreds um, in terms of transfer business because I think Sancho is going to be gone too. Yeah. I could see that. Poor team. Poor team, but no one's going to catch Bayern. They just steal all your players. Yeah, there's got to be something that can be done about that. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know what could, but like. Why are Nothing. we always? Why are you <laughs> always selling your players to Bayern? Wouldn't you be like, all right, we're gonna just draw a line in the sand and and uh, not sell them our best players? It's not even that they. Not many of them they actually really purchase. A lot of them. Some of them are free. free. Yeah. But it sounds like it. It from what I've read, the German league sounds very interesting because it sounds like players do this, and other teams don't really get all that pissed off. Like they're just like, oh, you're getting promoted. Like go to Bayern now beat us yeah like, it's same with the coaches like the coaches going like it just seems like each team is its own stepping stone mm-hmm. so like Dortmund and you know Leverkusen and, and those teams tend to buy players from the bottom half of the table and then once they become good enough then they'll go to Bayern or they'll go to Leipzig or you know go off on their own journey in England usually it feels like it seems like it's a very different dynamic because I don't think you would ever see like you'd never see Salah and like van dyke go for free over to manchester city like you just wouldn't (laughs) that would never happen in the premier league people would riot yeah it's it's one of those weird things about it um and and i think that's what needs to change i think what needs to change is the mentality there i i do think that they have to like i understand like you look this happens in the NFL, right? Where they don't want to be like, they're like, we don't want to stay in your way. Right. Like if you're interviewing for a better job somewhere, we'll, we'll let you interview for a better job somewhere. But 
uh, I think what's different about this is, like you said, it's almost a resignation of, well, yeah, I mean, it's only good for the only team that's challenging to sell all our best players to you and our manager, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, that's how it feels. It just and feels and, like and they, I think cool. they got to, like, they got to have somebody up there. Like, the fact is, Dortmund was really good, right? They were up there challenging. Then all the Dortmund players go to their separate ways. Some of them come to England. Some of them go to Bayern. Then Klopp leaves. You know, Klopp leaves. He he goes as well. Then you get out of nowhere, Leipzig. It's like, oh, great. We get another challenger up here. And then all those players start going their separate ways. And now the manager goes to Bayern. And it's like, all right, so who's going to take the the like the baton now, you know, for like the next uh, for the next relay of challenging Bayern, who's going to be really good, and then five years from now, their their manager is going to go to Bayern, and their best players are going to go to Bayern or their Premier League. It's kind of funny though, because it it makes Klopp seem like the like it makes Klopp seem like the like outlier. It's like he didn't he didn't do that. He didn't go to Bayern. Like he he went. Eh, all the other good ones go to Bayern. Let me try something different. Um, but I, I actually saw something, the Dortmund, I think the Dortmund like president said something like his biggest regret is, is having Klopp leave. He's like, the, you know, players kind of came and went, but like, he never should have allowed that to really happen because mm-hmm. he felt like that was the biggest, yeah, the players went to, to Bayern, but he challenged Bayern even like, no matter what happened, like he still challenged them, but now it's Leipzig's turn, but I, I don't think they're gonna. Heck, their best player went to Bayern. That uh, Dio, I don't even know how to say his name. Dio, Ancampio. Yeah, like yeah, he, whatever, he however you pronounce it. Like that's that's crazy. How I just don't get it. I, I don't, and I don't understand how fans over there are like. Are they like cool with it? Like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like we knew he was gonna go there eventually. We're really. I don't think they're cool with it. it. I think I, I do think they're probably like. It, it's I, you know what it almost feels like to me. It almost feels like. As an Oriole fan, when all of our players or any baseball players that were good are like, all right, well, now it's time to go to the Yankees, right? And you're like, yeah, I guess that's what they do now. They go to the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox. And there's nothing you can do to prevent it at times, it feels like. But you you still hate the team that does it because you're like, well, this is kind of bullcrap. But I guess they're powerless as well. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, we can just hope for our best. Hope maybe somebody actually... I mean, that's pretty crazy. Nine championships in a row. I, that's that's a little weird. It's got to come to that's, an end sometime. Juve's just came to an end. Uh, it's It's got to come to an end sometime. So we'll see. Uh, but I think that about wraps it up here. So we will... Um, so we got not much going on this week, you know, just those games we mentioned on the midweek and the weekend. So we'll be back on Monday recapping those. Uh, and then we'll start probably looking ahead more to the the uh, the play-in game, like the playoffs for the championship is on Monday the 17th, the first bit of those, right? Was it the 17th I said? Right? Yeah, 17th. And, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited yeah. That's kind of where we started our show was around the Champions League and the play yeah. the playoffs for that. So it's gonna be really fun to kind of be like, okay, we did a full season, you know, we it'll did a full be, year. It'll be fun games too because like I even um, I was gonna text you guys like 
when I was watching Liverpool game, I was like, I don't watch Liverpool games with the announcers on anymore because the announcers, it's the exact same thing every game. They talk about Liverpool's struggles. And then Liverpool start playing kind of good, get a couple of uh, chances. They don't score them. And then around the 40th minute, the announcer goes, oh, what, what coach is happier coming into halftime? And it's usually, oh, well, it's the other coach because Liverpool didn't score their few chances. And then the other team will score. And then, then nothing else happens. And I was like, even Liverpool winning, I was like, this is not – like, I need fans. I need, I need like, some excitement again. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. It, it just – they just feel like they're going through the motions right now. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. I, are they going to have fans for the uh, playoffs? I feel like – I read. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but they will have it with the, uh, with the last games, I think, the last two games or so. And those would be – those last two games, I think, happen around that same time. So, like, I'm kind of hoping, like – It'll be fun to watch some games with fans and like, I th- I mean I think the in terms of the matchups I think you couldn't have gotten better playoff matchups. You get the two high scoring teams going against each other and you get the two low scoring teams. Yeah, probably a little bit more defensive and you kind of see it's, it's going to be exciting. I probably be more exciting than any games we've watched recently in the Premier League. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for that and we'll see how it goes. But uh, if anybody wants to reach out to us and let us know their thoughts on any of the topics we covered today, you can reach us on Twitter at stoppage show, facebook.com slash stoppage time soccer show, email us stoppage time show at gmail.com or Instagram at stoppage time soccer show. And we will catch you all next week where we talk uh, all those EPL games. And I guess probably at that point we would know the first legs of the playoffs so we'll we'll go over those as well and hope you guys all enjoy your week Kane has stolen it at the death that's what he's there for thank you for listening to stoppage time soccer show we hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the english premier league from our perspective, we'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.